Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. podcast the most provocative and entertaining podcast in this pandemic land we're hitting you with the dopest topics the rawest opinions while giving you the straight up facts that's right no fake news here i'm jules st james i'm dead press i'm novick we're giving sight to the blinds ladies and gentlemen in today's pod we'll be pulling back the curtain on the cold-blooded murder of ahmed alberry fellas what's popping man what's good jules novak man how you doing man you, you hanging in there yeah, hanging in there, man. It's been a it's been a long, crazy week, man. And this is COVID, what, day 45 or something like that? I mean, I'm losing track of the days right now. Yeah, it's tough. And I know you had a, you know, you had a recent passing in your family. You know, our condolences uh, to you and your family uh, again. Yes, no bad. I appreciate it. I mean, you know, these times basically just make you appreciate people more. I mean, things are happening rapidly. I mean, this morning, you know, we lost uh, – Little Richard and we lost uh, Andre Harrell. I mean, it's been nuts. I mean, 2020 has been uh, been very criminal in terms of taking lives right now. Dude, it's, it's snatching lives indiscriminately, man. And we lost Roy from Sick Feet and Roy. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so what's next? You know what oh, I mean? yeah, right? The little yeah. tiger, the little tiger guy. Yeah, the regional tiger, oh, the original crazy. tiger king. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <the> original. <laughs> I, hey, did, uh, you know, not to be funny, his his tiger attacked him, didn't it? Back when they was on, yeah, yeah. it was back. I think back in '03, you know, he fell, and the tiger, you know, do what they do, and 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 Roy said, didn't uh, they said don't do anything to the tiger. He was just doing what what he's supposed to do. 
that's the guy that love Tigers there, but because out of the, out of like, oh yeah, we'll take care of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger saw the weakness in Roy and was just like, let me help him out. Yeah, right. It kind of it uh, it messed his uh, it paralyzed him for a little bit, but he able to do rehab and stuff. He's able to get back uh, functioning with his legs and walking again and stuff. Yeah, but now you man, I, I agree with you 100. percent uh, Novak, this uh, 2020 is uh, it's definitely been eye opening uh, for a lot of us, and you know, especially with this episode that we're gonna pull into here with uh, with Ahmed Arbery, uh, that was a you know a very senseless uh, act and killing, uh, basically cold blooded murder. Uh, when you guys heard that story back in February, you know, when we heard it, you know, it, it sounded at the time like man, there's something else to this story. It just, it just seems really weird, you know, and then the video comes out recently and then basically all hell broke loose. Um, but we, what I want to do is I actually want to pull back the curtain on Ahmed real quick and fellas, man, let's tell our audience a little bit about who he was as a person. Well, I think the thing is, you know, you had a guy that, you know, was a pretty normal guy, somebody like we might have went to high school with, somebody that might have been like one of our cousins. You know, he was a former high school football standout. He, you know, he lived with his mother in Coastal Glen County, that's in Georgia. Uh, he's a runner, just like you are, Press, in that situation. So, I mean, you know, that's a guy, no criminal record, no prior, you know, no, no prior show of uh, any type of issues or any type of being a, a negative force in his community. Yeah, man. And yeah, also, that, too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jules. Oh, no, I was about to say, you know, I'd like to come in on one of his friends. Akeem Baker had said that he was just uh, just overall just good dude. Uh, you know, he loved jogging. So he loved working out, loved being outside and loved smiling, having fun. Like like a lot of us, I, you know, like all of us like to just live life, enjoy life and stuff. And it's just, you know, he's he said he's going to really miss his friend. He was just a just one of them dudes, just a good dude, and it, some, it, especially something like that shouldn't have happened to a guy like, 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 uh, Albury. Yeah, man, and, and they did an interview with his mother uh, at the time where he was killed, and she described him of just having the most humble spirit. You know, in her own words, she said he was a kind guy, he was well mannered, and she said most of all he loved, you know, being with his family and friends. You know, she said he always had jokes, very happy guy, always had a smile on his face, and if you see the pictures that they have up of him online, the guy had a smile. He's he, like, like you said, Novak, this guy, like somebody that we could have went to school with. I mean, cool, cool ass dude, you know? You know, clean cut, clean cut kid. I mean, I mean, definitely you, you look at this dude, you look at this guy, you're like, well, I, I, you can tell some dudes that just been out in the streets who just have a rough life. You look at, uh, uh, I mean, Arbery, I mean, you look at him like, no, nah, this, he wasn't that dude. He wasn't that type. Uh, he, he, there was nothing about him, you know. You know, we've had other situations. You know, to me, life is life in that situation. I mean, I don't care. You know, if one picture of you is your baby picture, and that picture is you twenty years later, or fourteen years later, right. some situations. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter. I just I hate the way the, the media tries to demonize. You know, when you know when one of us is shot or killed, they go find the worst thing they could find. This kid, they couldn't find anything. So you know, right now they're digging and they're they're turning stones right now. They're gonna to try to find a way to make it seem like it's a possibility him getting shot was, you know, was sort of his fault, and it wasn't his fault. No. I mean, George has got some really messed up uh, citizens' arrest laws, which we get into, and yep. 
you know, it's just a lot of stuff happening. You know, I, I think I think right now the next step in this situation is you know a fair trial with a uh, with a, with a conviction, not a possible conviction, a conviction. It shouldn't be possible. It should happen in this situation. There's no reason they get away with this one. And just to to piggyback off of that, uh, you know, a couple more things on on, on a mod that I thought was really was really interesting. So his favorite uh, number was 21. And so in football, you know, he was a corner. And I know my boy uh, Jules over here, he loved Deion Sanders back in the day. So Man, I, the greatest, the greatest QB, uh, quarterback ever that played the game. That's another topic, though. <laughs> I, w- I would say best corner, uh, best cover corner. Uh, he he ain't tackled yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, best pusher. <laughs> <laughs> also, too, uh, another thing that, that I haven't really heard many people speak about when they've talked about uh, Ahmad, Ahmad, outside of him being an avid runner, which, you know, that's something that, you know, rings true to my heart. I, I ran yesterday in honor of him. Uh, but he um, actually attended technical college, and he um, he wanted to pursue a career at, as an electrician. And I think that that's important because when a lot of times the media paint these pictures of these uh, individuals, and I'll just say men of color, women of color, people of color, they're always looking, like you said, Novak, to – almost trying to find a way to dehumanize the individual. And in this case, with Ahmad, you couldn't find that. And so my thing is, I just want to make sure that people understand who he was as a person and just kind of go beyond what maybe someone may have said, oh, he might have had some mental issues in his past or this and that. I mean, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. This is a man that was basically executed and gunned down in the middle of the street for Johnny. And I just want to make sure that people are kind of keeping that central. Um, so, so, so as we kind of look so at want, that, so you want people. Oh, I'm sorry. So you, you want people to look at is not what you say is what you can prove, more or less, right? Yeah. What you can prove. Exactly. What, what did he do? What did he do is the question. What did he do? Right. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely get into all that. And and the only other thing too, and and this is me. I'm kind of starting to get fired up, man. This is going to be an emotional episode for all of us, but. Um, I don't want to hear shit else about these people with these all lives matter crap because until our lives matter first, fuck all lives matter. That's just where I stand on that. I agree. I mean, like right now you got, you got a lot of different groups coming out of woodwork to try to like, you know, paint like some type of connection to like, you know, their cause at this point. And I think, you know, the lines blur sometimes with, you know, when, you know, when men of color or people of color, you know, have issues you know, something happens to us in that regard, then everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon, wants to co-sign and say, oh, I went through that the other day as being a, you know, being from this particular organization, this particular group, and it's very similar to what I went through. I mean, it's not. I mean, like, you know, the, the goal of these conversations is not to have another mod or berry. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. You don't need any more of these. I mean, these keep happening over and over. And, you know, these laws that they have to give people the right to do this stuff, these are things from, like, the 60s, you know, and earlier than that. I mean, they're relics. They don't have any stance today in what we do. No, not at all. Not at all. Jules, you got anything else on this? No, I just, you know what, we can just go ahead and get get with it, man, because I know we, this right here, we can talk to the, to the uh, cows come home, so we can just get right on, right on into the, into the nitty-gritty of things here. All right, so I'm going I'm to turn it over to, to Novak, man. So let's give our audience a little insight into what happened on February 23rd. Uh, what happened on the 23rd pretty much is that a mob was out 
you know, his usual jog, you know, he's running, he's running through uh, Brunswick, which is a little bit outside of his home area in Georgia. And what happened is there were two, uh, there are two gentlemen in that area, pretty much two, you know, two men in the area. So yeah, Gregory uh, McMichael and his son Travis, pretty much, they noticed him running, and you know, they basically decided that there were some things going on in their area. And since they saw him, they found figured that maybe he might have done it, and they tried to do a citizen's arrest. <laughs> and so you know, the citizen's arrest basically, you know, Georgia has a law pretty much where they give civilians the right to arrest someone if they you know have immediate knowledge of offense or the perpetrator is trying to flee. He was running. He was running. He was just doing his normal running, basically. So they took that as him trying to flee the situ- flee the area, and Ahmad probably looked at him like whatever, and kept running. You know, which you know, which why would have probably did, or you would have did, press in that situation. So they yep. basically tried to take him down, and they ended up, you know, shooting it, and you know, what, you know, he ended up getting shot, and pretty much someone videoed it, and when someone videoed it, pretty much, you know, the father and son tandem pretty much maintained their innocence that they were doing the right thing. Uh, they felt that, you know, he was a threat to them. And I think part of that threat in that situation goes to the fact that this is a this is a man of color. He most likely was bigger than them, stronger than them, in better condition and better health, and they felt threatened. And you know, and I think that I think that fear aggravates a little bit of that racism. And I think it also it also uh gives them a false perspective of being in control or not being in control in that situation. So they uh took his life and it got video and that video basically was out there, and you know they, you know, a lot of people went, a lot of people went to the bat for a mod and tried to get this thing, you know, brought to uh, the criminal defense system, but it was ignored. And what happened is that video went viral, and, <laughs> and once it went viral, they couldn't ignore it anymore. I mean, you got a district attorney in that in the area that refused to do anything for a while, and the sheriff's department, everybody, they took the back seat and they let this thing escalate, and they let the court of public opinions push them to make a decision to prosecute those two guys. You know, pretty much all the way from February 23rd to like a couple of days ago. You know, and that's really sad when you think about it. So these guys were allowed to walk around if they did this for days with no consequence. COVID or not, they should have been arrested. Yeah. So here, so here, here we go. Good, man, Novak. Everything, everything what you said. I'm gonna piggyback off you. I'm just going to some of these, some of the, the emergency calls here. All right. So there were two calls. That was made. Two ninety one calls that was made before Arbery's death. Okay, neither call alleges a crime committed by Arbery, because the transcripts call were, uh, according to the Brunswick News, that the first nine one one call was a male caller said that another male was in the house that was under construction. Okay, the dispatcher asked, "Was the man breaking in right now?" And the caller said, "Replied no." Now we all know the caller was uh, Gregory. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so they asked, "Was was he breaking in right now?" The call, the caller replied, "No, it's all open." So, so we're picturing this house under construction that that I believe don't have no windows or doors. It's just open. You can probably just just look inside and see what you know what's going on, what they doing. You know, contractors doing this stuff. So after that, the caller uh, said that the man was running down the street. The man is referring to all uh, Ahmad. The bis- the uh, dispatcher said. Uh, at, at, at 109 did he know that was he doing anything wrong no the, the caller said he was just on the premise with, which he was not supposed to be okay alright it happens Um, the second call there was a second call well 
he ended the first call with saying it's a man describing the demographics as a male black with a white shirt and shorts. Okay. So the, there was a second call. He hung up. So the second call to 911 began at 114. And he said, there's a black male running down the street. The 911 dispatcher asked, uh, what's going on? Uh, the caller said that he, the, the dispatcher heard the caller say, stop, stop, damn it. And the dispatcher was trying to get the um, uh, Gregory uh, McMichael's attention, but the call dropped. So clearly, Ahmad didn't, he wasn't doing anything. We know that from, we know that from the call, the call taker. There's, there, and then it's documented. They asked, they asked uh, McMichael, what was he doing? And pretty much just being on the premises, which don't give you the right to really even stop anybody if, if, if the victim of that home, if the, uh, the owner of that home is not there to say anything, you just on your own. You know, I get the, the, the uh, citizen's arrest uh, thing, which, which I, you know, people, if you're out there, if you wanna, if you see something, I know a lot of people see something, say something, good, don't take actions in your own hands because you might get just, you might get into something you don't want to. Now, if you see something that's out, that's fishy and look out of pocket, you call the police and that's what, that's their job. They handle it. Give the demographics, give the location, what they doing and, you know, and just keep an eye and, 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 and just go on, you know, and just go on about your business. Don't get yourself in harm's way of this. So, uh, the Georgia law with the citizen arrest where, you know, a private person may arrest an offender if the offense is committed and his or her is present within his knowledge of uh, uh, intermediate knowledge. Okay. But they're supposed to detain and wait for police to come on scene. So. No, that's uh, a, definitely a good point, Jules. We'll definitely uh, hone in on those uh, the Georgia uh, self-defense laws and the standing ground laws a little later in the episode. Um, I wanted to touch back on what uh, Novak had said um, in his piece when he just talked about that video and how the video really caused everyone to basically act and respond to this situation, which makes it even more sickening to me that it takes people to have to see something like this in order for them to actually act on it and take it seriously. But that's also another story for another day. Um, but the video, when um, it was also one of the hardest things that I've probably even looked at in my life. Um, but the video actually shows Arbery basically trying to avoid confrontation with these guys. So you have a person that's recording this, uh, this interaction that's facing following him. Then you have uh, Travis McMichael and Greg McMichael, uh, the, the killers, basically waiting um, for Arbery to approach. And then you see Arbery try to avoid the confrontation by moving to the right of their vehicle. And then when you see the video uh, pan back, you see Arbery and Travis McMichael fighting over the shotgun. And then at that point, Travis shoots Arbery twice. And then Greg shoots him from the top of the, the vehicle. And then you see Ahmad stumble down to the ground. That's what I want people to take a look at when they're thinking about the situation and really just think about what you saw there. You saw a guy that was fighting for his life, a guy that was unarmed, a guy that was jogging. Let's just, let's just take that into consideration here. 
I think that's the bigger thing that we need to really think about with this entire situation. Yeah, I mean, when you think when you think about that, you know, I I want to say I think he's ran through that area before, and I think that was the day they decided you're not gonna run through here again that day. I mean, I think that I think that he knew them, you know, by facial wise and everything. They knew him by face and everything as well. And I think that day they decided to take, you know, the law into their own hands. Because, you know, like one of the things that 911 is like, there he goes, you know, there he goes and stuff like that. That means that that he is somebody that they know in that situation. And what's messed up about it is they just used that as an excuse to, like, kill this kid, you know, in that regard. I think that it was planned out. I think this was executed. This wasn't like something that just happened spur of the moment. I think they went too far with it. You know, they want the citizens arrested for running through their neighborhood. They didn't want to run through their neighborhood. And I think that's what that's what this thing stems down to. And that's just blatantly uh, racist in that regard. You know, we feel like you shouldn't be here. This is a this is upper middle class neighborhood. Why are you here? And that's what happened in that regard. And that video makes you feel a certain way. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I, you know, the only thing I... The only thing I can I can think of is just um, is what well, don't we can speculate all we want you know if it's racist or not if they feel that you know uh, he was breaking he was breaking in homes and and they need to do something they have you know okay okay the the all only thing is all boiled down to the all boiled down to the matter is did Mister I met Aubrey. Did he commit any violations, or, or 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 did he? Was he the one that was breaking into these these properties? That's that's all we need to know, and that's all we need to know right now. Because if he wasn't, then why why were you guys going down? You, you, you point this guy out. You drove getting getting your trucks. You got your guns and stuff like that, and you execute this man. And right this right here, we have to. We have to 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 make sure we in, uh, educate and let the, the viewers and the people know, hey, this can't go and keep going on, and we must educate people on what's what's people's rights and stuff, and also what's the statutes of these uh, uh, citizens' arrest. Because if you think you can go out and hide behind the statutes or the laws and commit murder and stuff, you're wrong. And I I, I can't stress this enough that. This right here is is it's 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 messed up. It's I'm, I'm like like prayers, like you said. It's 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 going to get emotional because I'm upset and I'm and, and I'm just really pissed off. I'm trying to I'm trying to hold myself because this shouldn't happen. And if people out here who thinking that they try to blame uh, I'm at uh, Arbery for this, it, you, you need to check yourself. So yeah, so somebody else y'all y'all can talk because. No, I, and I definitely understand where you're coming from, brother. The other thing that I wanted to point out uh, is because you do, you're right. You're going to have people on the other side that are going to defend the actions of uh, Travis and Greg McMichael. They'll say, oh, well, Mr. Arbery was looking in uh, windows at a construction site. And what I'll say to that is, even if that were the case, that doesn't equal being just gunned down in the middle of the street while you're jogging. Uh, prime example, Shannon Brown, who actually lives in Atlanta, was arrested yesterday for shooting at people that entered his home. And I'm not sure if you saw that, Novak, but Shannon Brown has his house up for sale, and some individuals that wanted to actually look at the house, 
they decided that they were just going to walk inside of his house uh, without an appointment and without any sort of prior notification that they would be coming in, and he shot at them. He didn't hit anyone. He didn't kill anyone. But yes, Shannon Brown was arrested. Yeah, I saw that. I was a little bit disturbed by that because, you know, from the perspective of being a homeowner and, you know, I don't care if my front gate is open. You know, you, you don't walk th- through my front gate and that's a, you know, that's a very large estate he lives on. So these guys walked from like, you know, probably a couple hundred yards to the front door and came on in his house, walked into his house without being invited. And, you know, to me personally, the climate they live in as professional athletes and people of, uh, the people of that even higher upper class right now, I mean, he's probably fearing for his life at this point. I mean, you're in Atlanta. I mean, people get killed in home invasions all the time. The homeowners get killed. So I can see the perspective why he probably shot at them in that regard. And, you know, because one, he didn't know who they were. He didn't know what they were coming from. And, you know, we, you know, like get pop smoke early in the year, get killed in a home invasion. So you think back to this stuff, and your first instinct is survival at that point. You know, survival, like you're on my property. I think I got the right to do what I need to do. And I think that's pretty much what happened to Shannon Brown. I mean, him getting arrested, he probably going to beat it. But at the same time, it's going to be interesting to see how he work, how they work around that situation, considering what's going on with Ahmad also in Georgia, you know, a little bit further away from there. But this will be very sensitive. He'll probably get away. He'll, he'll probably get off with that shooting at those individuals that came in his house. But it's the, it's the, it's the fact he got arrested for it. And it's the fact yeah. that, you know, He's got to go pay the legal system in order to get out of this. It's going to be expensive. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the principle of everything. You can't, here's the problem. We can't just pick and choose what, who we're going to rest and who we're not going to rest. And, and, they're, right. and, and the situation are the same. Yep. Right. That's, that's, that's the problem. And the fact that they ain't rest Travis and uh, Gregory, and they're going to tell some, some bull crap uh, reason how, well, we need to wait until uh, we get a grand jury to indict. No, you don't. You know. Come on, man. Who you who you kidding? Who you kidding? You don't need to wait on no 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 jury to indict to to arrest two people for murder. You, exactly. you lock them up first, then get locked up, and they sit until court. They they just play they play you know, you know they just patronize them and play them off uh playing off people's stupidity you know and and it's and it's and it's messed up because you, you can't just walk up somebody. Somebody kills some somebody in my family. They're gonna tell me, "Oh, we got wait on court to arrest them." Get out, get the hell out of here. And I no. think they, I think that was an insult to injury. Uh, 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 even furthermore, or with this, with this case. No, it was, and you got to think about his his mother and and the rest of their family. Not only are they dealing with the loss of their son, you know, brother, cousin, whoever, right? But they also have to look at this play out in this town. They have to see. Right how no one is acting and no one's basically serving justice for their loved one. Right, right. I mean... Right, exactly. If you went to a citizen arrest, that's a citizen arrest right there. You know, that's murder. <laughs> so, I mean, right. they should have been brought in right then and there. I mean, the fact that someone came out, got his body, and drove away, and they're still allowed to go home after that is crazy with no, without any conversation. You know, inside, inside the stories they made up in that regard, and you know, in the nine one one call, it don't well, add up. Also, well, too, because uh, you well, brought go, go ahead, go ahead, uh, uh go ahead, uh, uh press. Um, one of the things I think it might have been you, Jules. You brought up the the calls that that were made to nine one one at the time of uh, when Ahmad was running through the neighborhood, and right. so the claims of Gregory and Travis were 
that this is someone that they've seen on surveillance in the past mm-hmm. robbing homes. I think that was what he said, right? Or what they said. So, well, see, yeah, oh, go ahead. exactly, exactly. So, no, 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 I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually saw where the Brunswick News, the, the paper from that town, actually reported that there was only one burglary that was reported in that area from the start of 2020 to the day that Ahmad was murdered. And that person did not fit the description of Ahmad Arbery. Mhm. Mhm. So yeah. So yeah. I read that also. It was uh, it was two burglars. One was one was reported and one wasn't. The one that was reported was by Travis and um and Gregory. They broke into Travis' car, uh, and took a took a pistol from his truck. Right. Yeah. So exactly. that was and that was reported, but there wasn't there wasn't no uh surveillance cameras. There wasn't a, a, a wanted poster. There wasn't a bolo or be on the lookout. They didn't have neighborhood watch flyers saying, hey, this is the description of this person. They had nothing. All they had was the security camera from when uh, uh, Aubrey was looking into, uh, into the, 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 the vacant property they was working on. That's the only security camera they had. And that's not even, and, and, and if you go by off that, well, there ain't even no crime whatsoever. So no, what, are, so what are we talking about? So how do you so how do you pin him as a burglary uh, uh, suspect? You can't. Yeah, it's all speculation at that point. Right, I mean, exactly. It's not what you say is what you can prove. If you got evidence that this man broke into your truck, if you got pictures or, or fingerprint or something like that, or he dro- or he lost he dropped his ID in there for somehow, and it happens, and, and then all right, we got something. But if if not, you have nothing. No, you, you got nothing at all. I mean, we, we got two situations here. We got one situation with Shannon Brown where somebody walked into his home. That's his home, his personal residence. And he fired shots at them to get them out of his home. This guy is arrested mm-hmm. when the people that were shot at called the police to report that he shot at them. The last time I checked, when I wanted to see a home that was for sale, I contacted a fucking realtor and scheduled a showing. I've never right. just walked in somebody's house because I've had the, the, the curiosity of wanting to know what it looks like. That's right. never been a thing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you have a situation here where Gregory McMichael, who's a former officer with the Glen County Police Department until he retired last year, and he also spent time as an investigator in the DA office. And so, right. so. When, we, when we look at this, this probably paints the picture of why it took so long for these guys to be arrested. Jules, I'm going to pass it off to you, man. You know, give us a little bit more of a breakdown on your thoughts on that. Well, see, you know, this is the problem that, that we're having. You know, and, and, and I can understand why uh, a lot of people are, are this, you know, not trusting in the, in the system. Because clearly, okay, this cat right here, Greg, uh, Gregory McMichaels, he used to re- he's a retired P- uh, PO and he's a retired used to work into the uh, investigator's office with the investigator's office. That's why they had to recuse themselves. Two investigators had to recuse themselves. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 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 prosecutors have to uh, accuse themselves because they uh, conflict of interest. So, so that's the problem. Now, see, the thing is, if there's no video, this wouldn't have went anywhere. But there's video and people, people getting out the way now. See, because they know it was dirty. It was muddy up from the beginning. Um. So I want to say the reason 
the police had, you know, the district attorney, uh, what's his name? Barnhill. Barnhill was a district attorney who previously he led this investigation. He told the police he did not see a grounds to arrest McMichaels or the both McMichaels, Travis and uh, Gregory. And and also we'll get into the person who, who recorded the uh recorded the video because he was a, a neighborhood, he knew the McMichaels as well. But we'll we'll get into that later. Okay, his name is uh William uh Bryant. All right. So they see According, according to to the prosecutor uh, Barnhill, under the uh, under the Georgia law, this is a this is perfectly legal. Now I don't know where he get his 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 law degree from, but all right. In the memo, he said that the video show Aubrey attacking Travis McMichaels. Now Novak, you said earlier that they're going to try to pin on him, and here's what the the, the lead prosecutor say, is, is saying. And um, he said Aubrey was attacking Travis McMichael. Now, how the hell, I'm jogging down the street. People who's listening to Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, picture yourself jogging down the street. You see two, two guys with weapons. Now, you only got two things you can do. You can either, you can either fight or flight. Now, I ain't going to lie. If it's me, I'm running the other way. If I don't have no pistol or nothing, or I can defend myself, I'm running the other way. But, Hey, Mr. Arbery feel like, hey, I'm I'm too late or whatever. I need to, I need to attack and, and fight for my life. Okay, that that's what he that's what he did. But they're gonna say he the aggressor. How is he the aggressor if a guy standing outside with a shotgun talking about, hey, stop, I want to talk to you? Hey man, this is God, this here is just unbelievable. Okay, let's get back to I'm 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 going off the deep air here. Okay, so he suggests that it's unclear who pulled the trigger. The prosecutor here, Barnhill, said he suggests it's unclear who pulls the trigger. He said he then he bring up Aubrey's mental health records or prior conviction can help it helps a, a parent explain his apparent aggressive nature. Novak, you just earlier this this episode you just said they're gonna try to paint uh, Mr. Aubrey the aggressor here and put it on him, and that is a that is a damn shame where you can't sit up here as a damn, and this is the district attorney. The district attorney, he knew this, he knew this, this, this wasn't a good, this wasn't a good shoot. He knew that Travis and Gregory could stop this man under this, this, this statue. And, but still, because there's, there's favoritism, he used to work for him and stuff like that. He let, he let it slide. Didn't think this veto was going to come up and then we'll just, they'll just be able to sweep, sweep this under the rug. I totally agree. I mean, you know, you know, there's a lot of covering up going on right now. There's a lot of people that pretty much, um, you know, they're going to try to play that card. I mean, you know, you, you think about Georgia, you think about the South. So right now they got to present it as, you know, you know, a mob was threatening. He was dangerous. Oh my God. Why did he run? He was jogging. So was I mean, jogging. he was jogging. That's why he ran. And like you said, there, Jules, in that situation, we see two guys with a shotgun and a pistol. What are you gonna do? Walk up to him and say, "Hey, what's going on, fellas? How can I help you?" No, you're gonna probably run right. away from that situation. And you know, and even if he was looking at construction sites, you know, looking, you know, I, 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 I ride through neighborhoods and look at homes. Does that mean I'm looking to break in? No, I'm just saying, wow, that's a pretty cool architecture you got right there. Or that's really nice landscaping. He was admiring the scenery. 
And they didn't like it. Oh my God, how dare you? This ain't your neighborhood and want you out of here. And that's pretty much what happened in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. what they're what they're gonna do now is they're gonna play they're gonna play devil's advocate. They're, they're gonna present this whole scenario of this guy was threatening, they're gonna tell you how tall he was, they're gonna say how strong he was, they're gonna compare him to the two uh, you know, the two uh, you know, the two individuals right now who committed this crime. They're gonna do they're gonna do a, a tell of the tape like it's a heavyweight fight. And that's what they do every time. They did the same thing with Trayvon. They did a tell the tape <laughs> between him and Zimmerman. And, yep. and they're just like, this one stands 6'2", and he's 220, and they put his baby picture up. I'm like, I don't give a damn how big he is in that situation. Learn how to deal with people without shooting. That's the first issue. Exactly. I mean, you, you, don't, you know, I'm a concealed carry guy. You know, I'm a gun person. And I feel like there is no reason for me to take somebody's life unless my life is being threatened or I, that's the last resort. They teach that when you, right. when you get a weapon. Exactly. Right? That's the they first thing exactly. that they teach you. That's the first thing. Yeah. They don't teach you to open fire. I mean, you know, the thing is with guns, I think in this country is that you have to teach people that that's the last resort. I don't care if you white, pink, yellow, or green in the situation, you don't open up and fire on somebody. I mean, hell people treat animals with more care than they treat people. If you think about that, I mean, these guys wouldn't shoot the deer that came in their yard. He's trespassing, shoot the deer in that situation. But, you know, it's just messed up. You think about it, they're going to paint a picture of him being some type of monster. They're going to find out his credit wasn't that good. All types of crazy stuff is coming in the next couple of days. And that's the, that's, the, that's the shame they put on these situations. They're going to make his mom not know who he was. And that's the saddest thing ever. I mean, she knew who he was. His friends knew who he was. But the media has a strong way of siding with the wrong groups in these situations. You know, they will demonize him. They'll make Black Lives Matter turn into All Lives Matter. It's going to be a whole circus. And I don't like the circus. I just want justice served. I don't want a circus. I don't care about marching for things in this situation. I want what's right is right to have what's wrong to be dealt with. You know, we don't have to do all that to get to this point. Simple. 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 It's simple, right? You You know, you can put the motion in it, but let's do it the right way you know, in that situation. Let's, let's do justice. You know, it shouldn't take almost almost a month and a half to deal with this. That's pathetic. Shannon Brown went to jail the same day he shot, and he didn't hit nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. <laughs> so, nobody. nobody. And you, you draw those parallels right now, and this guy, they killed the guy, went around the community like heroes, and went home that night. And that's what, that's what, that's what disturbs me about the situation. And and Novak, it took them 74 days to arrest the guy. Yep. People go to jail for a lot less, man. People still a Twinkie out of 7-Eleven and go to jail. Right. <laughs> and the same thing. You, and they going to tell you because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. of the coronavirus and because we need a, a grand jury. A co- <laughs> go wow. ahead, Novak. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead, no, Dred, Go ahead, man. <laughs> I, I'll just tell you one thing, man. Like you said, uh, Jules, they had to recuse two different prosecutors on this case. The first prosecutor, Jackie Johnson, was recused because McMichael worked with her as basically her investigator on previous cases that she worked. The second one, Barnhill, he had to recuse himself because I believe his son worked in the Brunswick DA's office himself. But Barnhill made his case. He pretty much made it his priority on the way out from recusing himself to say how, like you mentioned, how these guys acted, you know, legally and what they did to uh, Mr. Arbery. And I'll tell you one thing, that police chief in that town, John Powell, he should also step down because oh, he did nothing mm-hmm. to investigate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
they, they, hey, they need to take take they need to take accountability and full responsibility on on this one because Barnhill, the the chief, uh, anybody else who who knew about this and just let it go. Yeah, man. I mean, all this says to me is why it took seventy four days for this guy to get those guys to be arrested for murder is because of all these local officials uh, basically having a history of uh, nepotism and privilege in that office. Basically allowed these killers to remain free because these people have generations and generations of relationships that date back probably when their grandfathers or whoever was running this town. And it just continues to go forward and forward. And that allows people to be able to set up these armed posses to go around shooting people and taking matters into their own hands. But this also opens up Pandora's box right now. Because if you look at this, the way they dealt with this situation, then you got to look at every situation that's occurred in, you know, in that area. Because, you know, you got to look at it from, uh, you know, 80,000 feet view right now that if they did this with this investigation, how many others did they do this with? And, you know, and that's something, do you want to know that? Do you want to know the answer to that question? <laughs> so, I mean, because, you know, like it seemed like even with the Ferguson situation, you know, with Mike Brown, there was a history and a pattern in that behavior in, in Ferguson. So, you know, this, this, is, this is not something new. This is a learned behavior. This is a way they look and deal with problems in those areas. So, you know, the problem you got right now is that now you got to get accountability for Ahmad, and you also got to start looking at other cases. Same thing happened to CBD. You know, Chicago with CBD and different cases, whatever. I mean, you know, every, you know, every law enforcement officer is not the same, but things happen in, in, in certain areas, in certain, in certain offices, in certain precincts. And, you know, a lot of that goes back into how the legal system reinforces those values in that regard. And also it goes back into, it goes back into how we as a community speak up on these situations as well. I mean, it's a good thing that, you know, we went through so much with these other shootings that it kind of prepared us for this one. I think this one, everybody's very well prepared. You know how to deal with it. I think we're angry, but at the same time, you know what needs to be done in order to make this right. Exactly. And that one, ooh, I'm gonna piggyback what you said, Novak, because now it's people are edu educating themselves more. I try to tell people, know your laws and stuff, know what you can and can't do. You know what I'm saying? Something like this, when they're gonna try to tell you, oh, we can't do it and this, can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you gotta fight back and push back. Now, there's video out here. The video came up. And it's like, wait a minute, how come these people ain't locked up and they committed this murder? So now, as you said, they look at this, oh man, they're gonna get convicted. Mm -hmm. They're going to get convicted because it, it's, it's terrible. And it is what it is. The man walked, was running down the street and he killed him. Okay, that's murder. That's murder in my eyes. So, so now, if you have a situa situation like this, if you have any other situation where, okay, it's muddy or something like that, or here's the statues, here's, here's what we have. And it, if it doesn't line up with the, the, the charges and stuff like that, then we don't have anything. So you're right. It opened up this box uh, with this situation, you know. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We open this box, like you said, uh, Novak, we're going to see a lot of stuff and hear about a lot of stuff that is going to make us feel even worse than this situation is currently making us feel. And uh, one thing that, that really bothers me with that Barnhill guy, when he basically said that he didn't see anything wrong with what those guys did, he actually even used the law to back up their actions. He said, hey, it was their intent to stop and hold this criminal, I'll put that in air quote, suspect, Mm -hmm. until law enforcement arrived. So under Georgia law, apparently this is perfectly legal. So could one of you guys, you know, break down to our audience 
what the Georgia self-defense laws are and how they work? Well, yeah, go, go ahead, Nobeck. Go ahead, go ahead, Nobeck. Go ahead. Well, you know, the thing is, you get into you get into stand your ground, right? Which you know, which is very theirs is somewhat similar to how Florida does business, where um, you're allowed if you're threatened, pretty much, you know, you're allowed if you're threatened in that situation to be able to defend yourself. And I, you know, the, the problem with standing your ground, the problem with you know, giving people the, the ability to arrest civilians, you know, civilian arrest and everything like that is. Those laws worked when law enforcement was scarce back in the, you know, the 60s, 70s, and 50s and stuff like that, when you had a sheriff and a couple of deputies, right? So they gave citizens the ability to go out and arrest people because, you know, there was not a lot of law enforcement. Law enforcement was as sophisticated as today, you know, with, you know, DNA and camera tracking and ballistics tracking and everything like that. So they allowed citizens to go out and arrest people. I think that you know, with Georgia and Florida and a couple other states like that, you got to reevaluate those laws because those laws, as a you know, as a, as a man of color in this country, you know, pretty much are scary because that means they could be interpreted to kill us, prosecute us, and basically you know put us in harm's way at any given point in time. I mean, those laws are deflected and used however they see fit right now. Yeah. See, like I said, the 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 law is. A private person, so a citizen, may arrest an offender if the offense is committed in his or her presence. You got to have knowledge, but also you got to you got to understand. They say you have to detain, detain the suspect. Now, detain and arrest is two is entirely two different different things. Until the police get on scene, that means if you can hold them, fine, hold him or her, fine. Until the police come. And they do what they have to do. It doesn't say go out and shoot. It don't say go out and put handcuffs on people. It don't say go out there and, 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 and tie a rope around a person and put them on the back of the truck. It don't say none of that stuff. It just say detain. If you see somebody do something, if I'm outside looking and I see somebody breaking into my neighbor's house, I'm calling the police and giving them, hey, he's going through the side window. He's wearing this. He's a male that. And, and hurry up and get here. And I'm watching until he leaves or something like that. I'm not going to go over there with a bat or a gun or a brick or something like that and say, hey, put your hands up. No, we just detained him. Okay. I said all that to stand your ground. Georgia had to stand your ground. Okay. The basis idea behind that law is a person who is being threatened by another person can use use of force. They don't have to retreat or back down. They can use force. They can use necessary force against their attacker. Okay, that's cute. What does that mean? Okay, what not, what's justified a use of force is that you have reasonably believed that the force is necessary in order to protect yourself or a third party against another person imminent use of unlawful force. Okay, when is not deadly force justified? If you are the initial aggressor. Now, I want people to understand that if you're not the initial aggressor. Now, if you go in there and you kick somebody in the butt and somebody turn around and shoot you, you don't say, you can't, you, hey, I'm standing my ground. No, you're the initial, you're initial the, uh, aggressor. You can't be the aggressor, just like Travis. Travis and Gregory was, had guns in their hands talking about, come here. They the aggressor. Now, how Burnhill going to switch and turn it around and say, uh, uh, Ahmed was the aggressor? He needs to know his law. Yeah, he so, was, he was flawed in that in that in that assessment. You know what I mean? 
Right. Right. What are you supposed to do? A man have a gun in and and you gonna say, oh well, well, uh, Aubrey, he was the aggressor. Why is attacking Travis? Huh? How's all right? Whatever. Whatever. See, that's when you think that's he. That, see, he like he right there is he's old school. He brought up old school ways and this and that, like you said, prayers. It's just it, it's a vicious cycle of it. That's all. And right now. You know, people in that county and every other counties in the state and countries and any, anywhere across the globe need to understand their rules and regulation, their laws. And if anything doesn't uh, pan out or it doesn't sit right and stuff like that, got to check them on it. Now, you can't sit up here and tell me he going to use, they, uh, Burnham saying he, they used, uh, 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 they was justifiable of killing because they felt threatened. You can't. And they standing there with, with guns and stuff, just like Trayvon Martin. You can't. How this dude sitting in his car and this they the dispatcher told uh, uh what's that what's that boy name? Whatever his name, who cares? Told him say in this car, he gonna go out and chase down Martin. Are you talking about uh you pump. talking about George uh, George Zimmer's pump? Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, Zimmer, mm -hmm. yeah. He walked down, killed uh uh Trayvon Martin and said he was he was he was fin uh defending defending himself. Come on now. But it you just said right here, you can't be the aggressor. But you know the one thing that was interesting about that story? The cops told George uh, Zimmerman to stand down. He confronts Trayvon. Trayvon whooped his ass, and then he pulls out his gun because he gets emotional and, sh and, and murders the kid. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, you cannot be the aggressor. You can't. Okay, your butt hurts, so I'm gonna kill this. That's all it was. He was getting mm -hmm. the best of you until instead of you take your your your, your loss like a man, you gonna shoot this boy. But that's a you know. All right. Okay. So that's what I'm telling. Right now, that's why we trying. That's why we're going through this episode, this topic right here, so people can learn and, and get informed and educate themselves on the statutes of their state and city where they, they where they living at. No, you're totally right about that. Also, one other thing to point out about these laws here in Georgia is they're actually some of the more broader laws that we actually have in the country. So one thing that uh, I wanted to touch on is in other states. The laws are only applicable in certain areas, meaning like your home, a vehicle, that kind of right. thing. But in Georgia, exactly. the, the laws make no distinction regarding of location, as long as that person believes that force is necessary to defend themselves. Now, you guys both mm -hmm. talked about opening up a can of worms. That is so problematic in the way that that law reads in the state of Georgia. Yeah, something that need to, there's something they need to revisit. There's something they need to revisit and uh, revise that law because, like you say, it's so vague. Hey, man, what's what's where the line in the sand at? You know, if you say, if you can, like here, if somebody breaking in your home and stuff, it doesn't necessarily just like you can even shoot them if they're breaking in your home. Now, if you feel threatened for your life and your family life, that's different. Or if somebody breaking in and they w going out, you can't shoot them as they're going out. They're leaving. So they, they constitute that as the threat is being gone. Now, like you said, in Georgia, it doesn't matter if they have the fleeing felon rule and stuff, as, as, as what you're saying. If somebody committing a forcible felony and they leave it, you still can use deadly force and in, 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 in apprehending that stuff. So uh, you, need to, you need to revise and revisit these laws and stuff so it can be clear to people because obviously – and I get all the time, people ask me questions all the time, what's what and what, you, what can I do with this? And it's, it, it needs to be broken down in layman's terms where people understand, that's all. No, I agree with you. I mean, you know, if you think about those laws and be updated, I mean, it's the same thing, like if you want to get more technical with it, go on to the Second Amendment. When they wrote the Second Amendment, you know, 
hundreds of hundred plus years ago, right? They wrote the Second Amendment. They got that law on the books. Things have evolved and things have changed. You know, what I mean, how we how we do things in this country. I mean, it's almost like you think about freedom of speech as well. I mean, freedom of speech doesn't work in certain regards based upon how we use social media today. There was no social media back there. You know what I mean? You know, back in that era. So there's more there's there's more platforms to go out there right now and you know and use the law to your own to your own I guess you know advantage at this point. I think with Georgia, Florida, those type of places, we're always going to have these problems because those laws need to be cleaned up and revisited, and they need to be modernized or removed at this point because you're going to have more people getting killed because you got to understand somebody that's going to that's going to education that's going to how people in these areas interpret the law. Is you know is how they've been has been handed down from them from generation to generation in those areas in Georgia. It, you know they're just doing things based upon how they see fit. You know what I mean? Which is not a good thing for anybody else out there, but them. No, you you're absolutely right about that. And you know what? Both of you guys, I mean, bring up huge points on the, on this topic. One other thing that I wanted to just throw in, and it piggybacks off of what Jules said earlier, is just in a way that the stand your ground laws work. And the fact that I don't believe these McMichaels have a case in being able to use this as a grounds for defense. So they were the aggressors in, the, in that video. I mean, do you guys agree with that? Or, you know, what are your thoughts as far as that's concerned? I mean, that's what it is. They said that they, uh, Mc, uh, uh, Gregory McMichael told the dispatcher, man, my man was hauling ass running down, running down the street. But in the video, you see the truck stopped already. And 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 and, Gre and um, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Aubrey was running to you know jogging towards them, and then you standing there, you standing with a gun in your hand, talking about some come here. I don't know about you, but I'm threatening. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not coming here. You know, I'm no, no, like what I said, talking about. I'm I'm going another way now, but yeah. this 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 the, this the decision he made. He said, you know what, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight for my life. Okay. That's what that's the decision you made. So no, hell no, they don't got a case. How could hell no? If the man man just man just running down the street, and then they standing there talking about come here, and he he end up fighting for his life. He's standing in his ground. Mm -hmm. He literally he he literally was standing his ground. Literally, right? Literally, he was standing his ground. He felt threatened, and rightfully so because the two two white guys with damn shotguns and pistols in a damn truck. He thinking. Uh, Aubrey thinking, man, this might be the fifties or something. They about to drag my ass into a, a field or something. Hey, dog, them boys ain't got no chance. And I bet you they better convict these, or we gonna have to take a trip down there to Georgia. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they, there. I mean, there's no way you can win that case with that video. There is no way. Um, the video tells everything. I don't even know. What, I mean, there's not much to talk about. You want to talk about feelings and emotions yeah, at right. that point. <laughs> I mean, you bring them in the court of law, and then, you know, they're going to come in there. Right now, what, what, right now what's going on with that family is they're trying to find a way. Greg, you know, Greg and Travis are trying to find a way to justify this. They're going to they're gonna get together with their attorney. They're going to get together. Probably the state's probably going to help out a little bit in this situation because, you know, one, their hands are kind of bloody at this point. They're going to have a game plan. They're going to come in. They're going to present some evidence. They're going to try to discredit you know, a modern situation. They're going to paint a picture of being scared for their life, which I don't understand you can do that with that video. That video showed there was no fear. There was no fear from them when they shot them. No. How they, how they no. dealt with it. That was, that was we're going to do this. We're going to get this done, and we're going to, get, we're going to walk away from it. 
they, it, it, it looked premeditated it, almost. It definitely looked premeditated. They they were oh, yeah. already they were waiting on him. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. They was waiting on him. They was waiting on him with it. So here's what they're gonna do. Here's what here the only defense they have is well. I didn't. Sh- I didn't shoot. We were struggling with the gun, and he shot himself. Cause anything else, or the gun accidentally went off. I didn't mean to shoot him. To get you, well, there's still a charge, but it's not going to be first degree or second degree. They went voluntary manslaughter is what I've been reading right. lately, and I, I totally right. disagree with that. I mean, that's that's <laughs> if they get involuntary manslaughter, then everybody should go recreate that. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you can't. You can't give them that. Well, see, that's what just, they're asking for. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you and tell everybody listening. Get 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 ready to be disappointed because that's what's gonna happen. I hope I'm wrong. I don't want it to happen, but it's gonna be. Oh man, he ran up. We was tussling with the gun. I ain't mean to shoot him, and the gun went off. That's that's their defense. Well, the one thing that I would say in regards to them potentially using that or the stand your ground as as a as a defense. All I'm going to say here, I'm just going to reiterate to our listeners that that law, as it stands in Georgia, does not allow a group of people to form a posse to chase down an unarmed person who they believe, air quotes, might have possibly been a perpetrator of a past crime. That is not a defense. These guys committed cold-blooded murder. And if there's any decision besides finding these guys guilty, then that's going to be a huge miscarriage of justice as far as I see it. I don't care what anybody else thinks. No, no you're, totally, right. totally you're definitely right. It was straight, it was straight cold blood murder. That's what that's what it is. And you hit it right on the head, uh, Press. That don't give you the the the, the justification or warrant to anybody to go out there and do this. And I tell you what, and if you do have an idea or take notions like, oh, yeah, you know what, I'm in my rights, you might be on the other end of that uh in that uh situation. You might be the one that's laying down there and the face face down. So it's best just. Let the authorities do their job. If you want to, like we said earlier, if you want to, if you see something, say something and give information to the police and, and then and you wash your hands, you're good. You did your, your, your civic duty. You're absolutely right about that. And, and uh, Novak, I believe this was you earlier. You brought up the, uh, the, the situation with the third uh, suspect, the one that recorded the video. Uh, what, what's that guy's name, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, William, so, William Brian. William Brian. So Brian. Yep. yesterday when the, the GBI held their press conference, they actually uh, made an announcement. They said, look, uh, there could be other people charged in this case. And I believe that he also should be charged because he was an accessory to this murder and accessory to this crime that happened. I mean, I could definitely see that happening pretty much. Uh, he, You know, how did he know this was going to happen? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. How do you just show up and start recording? I think they, I think it's premeditated. I think they planned to take him out that day. They knew his running schedule. That's that's the reason why I keep saying it, it doesn't add up because they were ready for him. You know, yeah. you know, it's there, you know when things like this happen, you know, in some neighborhoods and stuff like that. You know, if say it's, a law officer goes out to a scene and then escalates, right? This right here was they were looking for it. They were waiting for him, whatever, basically. No no law enforcement officers going out there looking for something to escalate. Not in this country right now, not what we're dealing with. No one wants that escalation. So they went out there. They set him up. I think this is a setup. I think they uh, they played it. The other guy came out with him. They wanted to record it. 
They were these idiots. I think were trying to make a video to justify what they did. That's why I think he should be charged because I think that he I think he was with them in that situation. I think they had him recorded. I think there was a three person group. It was the cameraman and the two and the two and the two um, the two guys who murdered the guy. I think they all. I think everybody. I think he gets charged with accessory in this situation because why is there a video? <laughs> you know, don't give me that. They do this in black neighborhoods. They make videos of shootings. No, hell no. This was premeditated. This was planned. Yep. And that's what happened there. And that's the reason why the GBI is investigating like that. Because they want to understand, how did he just so happen to show up with it, with his camera phone and waiting to record? I hope it's a camera phone. I hope it's not a GoPro or something like that. If it's a GoPro, then that makes it look even worse. Oh, they're doing that now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't add up. I mean, I think there should be a third charge. Because there, it doesn't make any damn sense that he had to be in the right place at the right time. You know, I see I see things happen all the time. I just don't magically pull my camera out. Let me go ahead and catch this shoot. I got it. Right. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you you'll witness it, but you don't you don't already set up or you record it as it happens live. No, I don't have the I don't have that level of um, you know <laughs> I have empathy. I don't have that level of like psychotic awareness, you know, to get my camera. Let me get this shooting on camera. Let right. me upload it. Let me get it to the right people. I mean, that's messed up. I mean when you see somebody get hurt, and I've seen people get shot outside in Chicago, I've seen people get, get killed. I'm not thinking about recording it. I'm trying to get the hell away from it. You know, I'm trying to get distance from that situation. I'm not trying to make a documentary or anything like that, but that was messed up because he was aware it was about to happen. I think he knew it was about to happen. That's why he recorded it. It was too perfect. Yeah, exactly right about that, man. And also, too, the other thing when I think about is how quickly the GBI uh, basically got to work. They poured over all the, the materials that they had in the case, and it took them a day and a half to arrest these guys. Because because what happened is law enforcement in that area failed. The GBI got involved, and they saw it as a no-brainer. It was, it, you know, video, shot them. This happened. Where, where are they at? Let's get them. And that's pretty much what happened. And that happened really quickly because those other people, they were, you know, they funneled that investigation. They they bumbled it. They fumbled the investigation, and now 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 has got a role in that area. A lot of people are stepping down, so people are going to jail. There's going to be a lot of change in Brunswick. Mm -hmm. Yep. If that's if 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 nothing if nothing else, it, it, one thing that 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 good that came out of this is that right things is going to be it's going to be a change. It has to be because now citizens and people are waking up. Uh, maturely and saying, "Oh, you know what? Okay, all right, this ain't gonna happen. We we sticking together, we bending together and stuff, and we are gonna make sure this will not ever happen again." Unfortunately, have to come to this, but as my mom always say, there's always a, a, a there's always a, a bright side to every uh, uh, dark night. Didn't this guy also live two houses down from them? Yep, he was their neighbor. He was their neighbor. Yep. Well, he was the, yeah, he was their neighbor. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. He was he was their neighbor. So he knew what was going on. He knew what was going on. But see, let me tell you now. Like I said, it's not what you say, it's what you can prove. Now, this boy right here, he ain't gonna get charged. He gonna he gonna get he's gonna play uh, uh he's gonna it was his camera that caught this stuff, that caught the video. He can sit up here and say, Hey, I'll just fall in, fall in them because I have they, uh, the McMichael said this was your your burglary situation. This was your 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 offender, your burglar offender, suspect or whatever. So I'm just videotaping. Now if there's nothing to tie th him with them, 
with, hey, this is what we're going to do. It, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen well. So we'll see what happens. So we'll we'll see what happens with uh, with William. That's that's gonna be interesting. But we'd like to thank William for for videotaping this though. Yeah, but I I don't think he did that with the right intentions. But in this case, him recording it actually gave us the proof to get the GBI, exactly. the governor, and everyone else to actually act on this thing after the local police department there basically, like you said, totally like just stuck this whole investigation on. So we'll see. But I'll say this. Uh, this is only the beginning, but we still got to wait for the conviction. This is just the start, but mm -hmm. these guys have to be—they have to be found guilty. So for now, they'll just rot in jail until a trial or whatever else uh, will come down the pipes. You guys got anything else on this? I think that's all you can say. I'm good. I mean, this is a very sensitive situation. I mean, having you know had family members you know killed with gun violence, having seen people get hurt. You know, I mean, I, sometimes, you, some point, you know, as, even as a gun owner, you got sometimes it makes you think about why do I own guns at this point? Sometimes, because you know, it's like if I have to use this gun, I have to take somebody's life, and we're having the same conversation again. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> was I justified? Was I right? You know, I was, I was talking about, I was, you know, I was talking with one of my buddies the other day. I said, hey, if everybody put down weapons, I'll put down mine. You know, in that regard. But I think as long as other people have them on this earth and people have the ability to change your life in a heartbeat, I feel like, you know, you have a right to carry, but we got a right, we got to do better as people with how we use these things. And who gets, who gets access to weapons? It's getting out of hand at this point. Oh man, you said a mouthful right there, man. Exactly. The only thing I just want to say, listen, people, I know, I know sometimes you just want to, you hate, you hate to see stuff happen. And you want to get involved and, 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 and do your due diligence, but just be careful. Just be careful. You might uh, jeopardize your life and, and the life of somebody else. And so you don't even know the full uh, uh, situation, full, full uh, uh, information and stuff of what's going on. So if you see something that's out of pocket, please do not take matters in your own, own hands. Just get the information, demographics or whatever, and, and notify your, your authorities, the police department. I mean, that's exactly it, man. I mean, I don't even have anything else to add on this. I mean, I feel that this topic, you know, we knew it was going to be a heavy episode, but at the same time, all we're trying to do is inform our listeners and just really just trying to bring you guys real content. And I hope that you guys definitely took something from this episode. Um, uh, Novak, I'm going to turn it over to you, man, where you can hit our, our last segment here, our curtain call. I want to start off by, you know, Thank you know, thank you, Sean King, for shedding light on this cold-blooded murder. I know someone sent him this video anonymously uh, of Ma's murder, and that's another thing that makes it go back to the whole video and this whole situation. And why did the cameraman turn in, and how did it get to Sean King? You know, there's a lot of mystery going on there. Uh, you know, we may not, you know, we may not always agree with, you know, you know, Sean King's approach to things and how he handles situations, and how he uses platform. But, you know, this video definitely showed, uh, showed us one of the worst things, you know, worst things I've seen in a while, worst things we've all seen as well. And I think without this video, this situation would have got swept under the rug that would have disappeared. This video got, you know, Atlantic, Atlantic government involved, got district attorney's office involved, FBI, and got everybody to act accordingly. I mean, when there's a video, <laughs> like they always say there's smoke, there's fire. That video pretty much lit a fire on this situation. Without that video, 
That's just another person who loses their life and no one knows their story. So I think the videos, how how painful they are to watch and everything like that, they do tell a story of what we need to do as people and how we need to stop these things from happening again in the future. So thank you, Sean King, for shedding light on the, on this murder. Uh, second that. Third. All right, uh, Jules, what you got for us on that final thought, brother? All right, our final thought is, man, I know we talked in depth about the brutal killing of Ahmaud Arbery. I mean, it's sad, it's senseless. Uh, they was cowards for doing so, and it should have never happened. On how fortunate this situation is, was we can learn something from it. I hope what I'm about to say I'm wrong, that I'm wrong about. Uh, I feel that in this world, there will always be racism. In this world, there will always be judgment and discrimination. People who feel entitled. People who feel that you do not even belong. You know, and as black, black Americans, as a whole, we've been dealing with this same type of situation since the 1620s. We've been dealing with prejudice and racism and judgment in 1720. We've been dealing with this same discrimination and racism and, 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 and prejudice in 1820s and 1920. And now we're in 2020 and we're still dealing with the same situations and conditions. And if you're, if you're the one who judges or feel entitled or or you're a racist, you, you, know, you, you never win. And history prove, has proven that. So the, the quote I'm about to read is to remind and motivate people, not just black people, but people who, people who just been victimized by judgment and, and discriminating and, and racist and feel that you just don't belong. I'm going to quote the words of my beautiful brother, Malcolm X. And he said, we declare our rights in this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. Thank you. All right, Press. All right, Jules, thank you, man. Those are very fitting words. Fellas, episode nine, man, in the books. Uh, I want to Definitely say uh, thank you guys for listening to us. We just want justice for our man Arbery. For any of our runners out there, please make sure you go out there and run your 2.23 miles in honor of Ahmad. And hashtag it, I run with Ahmad. Uh, this episode, definitely touching to all three of us. We thank you for listening. Uh, please, please remember that you can catch this podcast on Red Circle. You can follow us on Spotify. And you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. This is the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening. We're out.